Yo, this shit looks crazy. Things are getting weird. What the hell is going on? This is what the world looks like now. Things are getting weird. But all I know, all I know. Wake up, 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 wake Today's January 3rd, 2021. This is Political Insta Stories, episode number 46. Usually I start the episodes off with some clip, you know, some audio clip that kind of gets you into it. Um, but today I wanted to put some context into it. So remember to rate me on Apple Podcast or whatever you listen to the show on. And remember to tell your friends about the show. And let's get this started. So if you wondered what they worried about during the pandemic, our government, this is it. Pakistan is a place I really worry about. 85 countries, a woman can't open up a bank account without her husband's signature. She can't inherit property. If you're a young girl in Pakistan, life is pretty tough, so we're trying to make life better for women throughout the world. But 1% of all federal spending uh, is foreign assistance. China is everywhere. We've got to compete. And $680 billion of this package goes to our military. And I like the COVID package uh, in the sense that it is targeted. If you're a family of four, you're going to get 2400 bucks out there. If you're about to lose your small business, you can get another round of PPP loan. And there's $38 billion to get the vaccine uh, to a place near you so you can actually take it. So this is sausage making, but uh, the Democrats have a say. They run the House. And if they ever get the House, the Senate, and the White House, uh, it will be a financial disaster for this country. So vote in Georgia. How dare you! He was right about one thing, though. He was right about the if the Democrats get everything, we are screwed. Not just financially, but <laughs> they'll pack the Supreme Court so it won't mean anything. Not like it means anything anyway, because they're cowards. And they won't even take up the case for Trump because they're too scared. Oh, my. That story was the best, hearing that um, they said that they didn't want riots. They're like, you cowards. You should all step down. That's disgusting. So disappointed with that. Um, yeah, I think it was the Chief Justice Roberts who said that. But who knows what's true and what's not with that. But anyway, yeah, they're cowards. I can't even believe that they're allowed to do that. Just not take a case from the President of the United States over election fraud. Or in whatever you want to call it. That's insane. Um. But yeah, so we'll be screwed that way. They'll make uh, Puerto Rico and Washington D.C., which are I always say you know they're they're ninety nine points like percent liberal, probably like ninety or something. But so you know Republicans will never win again. But it's establishment Republicans anyway. So you know what I mean. Who cares unless we get more populist or better people in, like Jim Jordan type people or Marsha Blackburn type people. You know what I mean. I like Ted Cruz, but I'm not sure which side he sits on. I do like him, though. I do. But I'm just, you know, I'm a little weary about him. Lindsey Graham, I never liked. McConnell, never liked. They're backstabbing politicians to the core, man. They're establishment to the core. And establishment is what we need less of. Establishment is Nancy Pelosi, Mitch McConnell. You know, it's it's those uh, Biden. It's those 50-year 
make the rules for themselves to get richer, never lose a paycheck. Forget that things are actually recorded and tell stories and lies about what they said in the past or what they did or didn't do, like a crime bill maybe or something like that. Then tell the American people that they're only worth $600, but the Pakistan women need to be able to drive. So that's that's what's important. And um, yeah, just it's it's not going to be good. So hopefully we'll win in Georgia. Um, at this point, I know they're nervous because uh, a lot of people are focused on the whole Trump and the federal thing. And they're like, no, no, you got to go vote, you know, in Georgia and Georgia. Well, only people in Georgia can vote. So Georgia people, Republicans, conservatives, Trump supporters, please vote in Georgia. If you're listening from Georgia, please vote. We're not Democrats. We're not going to send in mail-in ballots from fucking Wichita, Kansas, or well, they wouldn't. Even, they wouldn't be in. <laughs> they wouldn't be in Kansas. They're not going to send it from San Francisco, California. Okay, so we're not going to do that. We're not going to cheat. We're not going to have our, you know, sister, which is the judge, decide what votes can and can't be counted. You know what? I'll, I'll even read a little story about that one. Okay, here's from Fox News. Georgia judge Stacey Abrams' sister. I hope you know who Stacey Abrams is. You should by the gap in her teeth. You could kick a football through it, but that's just me being petty, so don't be petty like me. Um, anyway, let's get back. I'll finish the story. So, yeah, she rules against voter purge before Senate runoffs. Full stop. Now, if that isn't grounds for recusal or judicial bias, I really don't know what is. Let's get back to this story. So a Georgia judge who is the sister of the Democratic politician Stacey Abrams refused to recuse herself from a crucial election case, instead ruling against a purge of 4,000 voters from the state rolls before the Senate runoffs. U.S. District Judge Leslie Abrams Gardner's rulings comes after two counties voted to remove a tranche of voters' names from their rosters after two separate complaints alleged alleged that publicly available voter registration data matched unverified change of address records by the U.S. Postal Service. The complaints in the uh, Muscogee, I think you say it, and Ben Hill counties, however, failed to prove that the voters had actually given up Georgia resi- uh, residences, according to the reports by Politico. Uh, Mark Elias, a Democrat Party attorney, whose group Democracy Forward filed a lawsuit challenging the purges, called Gardner's decision a blow to the GOP voter suppression. Gardner's ruling said that booting thousands of voters from the roster appeared to violate a federal law, a federal law, a federal law that required a voter being given an opportunity to provide written confirmation of a change of address prior to being removed from the list. In addition, the necessary protocols for purging the roster were not followed within 90 days of a federal election. Where the issue concerns a voter's change of address, as in the case in the NVRA, the National Voter Registration Act of 1993, prohibits the removal of that voter unless the voter confirms in writing that he or she has moved outside the county or does not respond to a notice and has not voted in two federal election cycles, the ruling said. Still, the Muskogee, oh, I think it's Muskogee, I don't know, I really don't know how to say it, county board filed a motion in the prior 
to Gardner's ruling, asking her to uh, recuse herself from the case because of her sibling, a strong ally of the president-elect Joe Biden, and an advocate who has engaged in various highly publicized efforts to increase voter registration and turnout for the 2020 general election in Georgia, according to the motion. Full stop. So, yeah, and they let it go, and she passed it, and, you know, it's just, it's insane that that's allowed. That's her sister, and she's one of the biggest names in Georgia on the Democrat side, just like they said, and she's, you know, trying to get all these absentee people, and her sister is the judge. It's just, it's remarkable to me. It's remarkable that they let this happen. Like Republicans, the re- that you know what? That's another reason why I'm not a re- Republican. I consider myself um, a populist or, you know, populist center-right, I guess. But that's why. Because these Republicans are, 90% of them are cowards, man. They're cowards. They talk a lot. They talk a good game. They wear nice suits. You know, they're like very nice lawyer looking. But they're really, at least the establishment ones, they're not very different than the Democrats. I mean, you know, not the crazy leftist ones, but the establishment Democrats. There's really no big difference. Behind closed doors, they're exactly the same. They talk, they play the same games, you know, have the same deals. They figure out ways to get spending bills done at the last second so nobody can see exactly what's in them. And the American people, they believe, are too stupid to find out what's in them. But now that we're waiting for money, now everyone's paying attention. So they really messed up this time. (laughs) Because people noticed what they're spending their money on. And we realized that they're really probably just spending the money on that. So it comes back in their pocket somehow, funneled through some way. You know what I mean? Laundered. Like... It has to be, and it's just uh, so blatant and disgusting. Anyway, so let's switch off. We'll go off to a different story because I already did an episode about that stupid bill. I can't. Even, I don't want to talk about it anymore, to be honest. But I do want to talk about one thing, though, that does relate to that, and that is there's there's being a change. Okay, so the the Donald Trump is wanting to give people $2,000. Bernie Sanders is backing him, okay? Nancy Pelosi tried to play the game of doing the $2,000. Oh, we'll do $2,000. But but Trump didn't just say that he wants to give the American people $2,000. He also said he wants to cut the fat off of the bill. He also wanted Section 230 repealed or taken away totally, but you couldn't do that because it would screw everything up, so you would have to repeal it. You have to rewrite it is what you have to do with it. And there was two other things he wanted to do. Then they vetoed his defense bill, okay? Then Mitch McConnell used Trump's, um, what do you want to call them, his red lines, I guess you call them, to say that's why they're not, that's that's why he blocked the vote on the $2,000, which is bullshit, which he knew that would never go through. So they're all playing their politician establishment games again and blaming it on Trump. And it's just, it's so just this, this big circle. But anyway, what I wanted to say is there's this populist thing growing now, okay, on the right and the left. Um, the left would be like, you know, the crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez types. And on the right, it's going to be the more like Jim Jordan, um, more like war room people. I mean, like Steve Bannon types, you know, that populist party that we're starting to get a little bit here. People, you know, it's for the people, the country, we, the people. It's about us. It's not about parties. The parties are just 
So we have it's an illusion, you know, the government's one big thing. And we're we do vote people in, but we're actually run by bureaucrats. And that's people that aren't even voted in. Okay, and they make a lot of decisions. They want to keep the military going because of the military military industrial complex. They make a lot of money from that. So a lot of the spending goes. That's why if you ever notice, like I said before, with the bills and like in the, I don't know if it's the past 10 years or whatever, they used to do it little by little each. And then you'd find out at the end of the year how they were going to pay for the government. And, you know, they would do it little by little. Now they wait till the very end and then they do it all at once. And that's so... They can like, you know, hide some of their spending and people don't look at it and it's right before the holidays. So people aren't paying attention. And that's why they do it like that. And our government's getting too big, too big. And that's what's the problem. There's so many people that work there. And one of the biggest mistakes Donald Trump ever did when he got got there because he, you know, he wasn't a politician. He didn't know any better. But when he got there, he didn't fire Everybody that was from the last administration, he should have done that. There would have been a lot less knife and backstabbing, and it probably, you know, he probably wouldn't have as many problems. I mean, he still would have had a lot, you know, because they were going to fight him. Because why? Because he's not like them, and he was showing them for who they are, which he did. And that was one of his greatest accomplishments, which nobody really talks about, is that he awoke people to see how our government is treating us and using us, and how our government is for them. And it's not for us anymore. It's to protect them. It's a career. It's it's so they make money and they become, you know, famous and whatever. Look at and now with social media, they're censoring us. Look, just look at all the stuff they're doing to us now. They're censoring us. They're blocking certain stuff. You know, YouTube, uh, Facebook, they're doing their own thing. They work with China. Google works with China. They also work with our government. They're scared of our government, too, because they're scared that they're going to get Section 203 taken away. So they'll get they'll lose a lot of money. They don't want to be canceled, though they are the ones that started the canceling. I think it was Alex Jones first, and then it was, uh, who was it, Milo Yiannopoulos. I think that's how you say his last name. Um, you know, Laura Loomer, people like that on the right. So it makes you think that, they are definitely left-leaning, but they're very conservative with their money and the way they think about business. So it's very funny the way it works. But you could tell who they're afraid of by who they ban. They don't ban the crazy Antifa people. They don't ban the crazy terrorist people. They don't ban the Democrats, you know, most of the time, you know, 99% of the time, it's a conservative or it's a Republican or someone like that. And there's a reason why. And that's what there's an old saying, you know, if you want to know who you're ruled by, just think about who you can't talk about or who you can't censor. You know what I'm saying? And that brings me to another recent story. So here's another one. You know how they always blame everything on the algorithm? Well, anyway, here's another algorithm. That evil algorithm got somebody again. And guess who it was? The conservatives. All right. So here's the story. Breaking, Facebook shuts down fundraising page for both Republicans in the Senate runoff campaigns in Georgia. Facebook has shut down the advertisement account for the Georgia Battlefield Fund, a joint fundraiser committee fueling the National Republican Senatorial Committee and the campaigns of the GOP incumbents, Senator David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler, uh, days before the January 5th runoff elections in Georgia. I'll read you the story first, and then I'll give you the uh, update, which is funny. But, all right, so here's the story. 
The Facebook campaign was disabled for supposedly violating the platform's unacceptable unacceptable business practices policy. We don't promote products, services, schemes, or offers using deceptive or misleading practices, including those meant to scam people out of money or personal information. A warning on the account's dashboard read, Big tech is at it again. The NRSC tweeted Friday urging follows to go to phone to the webpage and help the Republican Party fight back. This is unacceptable with only four days to the election day. And then um, you literally just overrode the veto on the 230 and you're going to tweet this. One American News Network, Jack Posobiec, commented referring to the rare New Year's Day um, vote by the Senate to overturn President Trump's veto. The 81 to 13 vote. Jack Posobiec tweets, Senate GOP upholds Section 230. Also, Senate GOP. Wah, big tech is censoring us. And I just want to add something. Um, like I said, I think like 10 times so far within the show's episodes. But they had four years, I think five years, really, because we were talking about it before then. I think that's when Alex Jones first got banned. And he said that he might be the first, but he's definitely not going to be the last. And they have been censoring Republicans and conservatives so bad. And they waited three days before the election to like even hold a meeting about it. I think they, they did have one other one. But the questions that the senators asked, or I think it was the House maybe, whatever, the ones they asked was just so bad. And you just realized they had no idea what they were talking about. So like we need like a new breed. You know what I mean? Like they're not with it. We need better senators. We need better representatives. Just just my say. That's my opinion, okay? It's my opinion. Back to the story. Trump has called to reform Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act. He signed an executive order curtailing the federal act on May 28th, which directly challenged a law that shields tech giants like Facebook from being held liable for their content their users upload. Passed in 1996 to help prevent the internet to flourish during the digital age's infancy, the law was designed to prevent such companies from being treated as publishers. Section 230 protections allow social media sites to moderate their content by removing posts that violate their service by service standards, so long as the policing powers are acting in good faith. That's a full stop. Good faith. That's a good big one there. You understand? Free speech advocates claim that the law has been interpreted in the court's well beyond its original intent. Handling private tech conglomerates, gatekeeping authority in the public sector with little outside rein and regulation. Despite the president's opposition to the bill, 322, or 322 representatives voted to override Trump's veto on the National Defense Authorization Act, including some of his most loyal Republican members. The House delivered the more than two-thirds of the chamber's vote necessary to overhaul the Trump veto. Full stop. What a surprise. His staunch defenders stabbing him in the back once again. Yes, yes. Big surprise. Anyway, the Senate efforts on Friday led by Republican Texas Senator John Corrin both blocked an opportunity to deal with Section 230 head on and represents the first congressional override in the president's White House tenure just weeks before he leaves office. The NDAA will now be enacted into a law despite Trump's disapproval. Party officials have tagged into the full national network of Republican benefactors digging deep into their donors' pockets as they fight to guard 
their endangered Senate majority. The price tag for the next week's two Georgia runoffs, which decide which party will control the upper chamber of Congress, has eclipsed hundreds of millions of dollars, placing the races amongst the most expensive elections ever. That will be one of their biggest mistakes they have ever made, and that was not fixing that problem when they had the chance. Because if they do not fix the censorship, which they didn't, that's going to be one of their biggest downfalls. And that's why there's going to be, if Georgia loses and it becomes Democrat, okay, all three chambers, and all these laws, crazy laws get passed and all this stuff gets pushed through, you could blame it on them for being too stupid or too naive or too lazy or too greedy because they get money from them. I'm not sure which or if all four of them, but either way, that always annoyed me because, you know, this has been going on way too long and they just, you know, kept pushing it off, pushing it off, kept saying they're going to do something just like Lindsey Graham would do. He'd always say, oh yeah, I'm going to look into this. I'm going to make sure I have this, you know, um, I'm going to make sure I find out who did the Russian collusion hoax. But you could just tell he was just lying, just saying it because he thought it would make Trump supporters happy. That's what most of them were there for. They pretended to like Trump just to get their, you know, base so they would get reelected. And that's what they did. Lindsey Graham did the same damn thing. A bunch of others did too. And all they really were were just never Trumpers in disguise. That's all. But that's what politics is. It's a dirty, dirty game. So I'll finish off um, with a couple important things. All right. I think I've said this. I think it was last episode maybe. No, I think it was the one before. But anyway, so these cops, okay, like in California and New York, they are starting to lose the support of the Trump supporters and the conservatives, meaning the cops are going to have no support from anybody anymore. You know, the conservatives and the Trump supporters back the blue because we knew that they helped to you know, keep our neighborhoods safe and they were supposed to help people. But now they are going after people that aren't even breaking the law and arresting them. Okay. Like the, like the story I told you about in New York city where they dressed up in plain clothes and they ordered food from a restaurant. And then when the guy gave them the food, they arrested him and for, I think they find him actually. But anyway, I'm starting to hear these stories pop up everywhere. And um, there was one real bad, I guess, that happened in Salem, Oregon, where the conservatives got shot by pepper balls from these uh, these cops, even though they were having a peaceful protest over the lockdowns. And I guess they started stomping on the flag. Now, I told you this, you know, a while back that if they kept doing this and uh letting these, you know, crazy leftist governors with their mandates and stuff, if they start policing things and arresting people or finding people for things that aren't aren't even crimes, that they were going to lose support from both sides and they were going to have no support. And that's starting to happen. And it's, you know, it's how can you, you can't defend that. And I guess they're saying, you know, a lot of the good cops left because of all the stuff that happened and they had no support from the community, even though there was from our side, but the ones that they were trying to clean up, the ones with the most crime, they had no support and they couldn't even go there anymore. You know, they were getting killed and hit by cars and all this crazy evil shit, man. It's becoming like this like good versus evil fight and it's it's, it's so weird. But 
so now there's little to no support for them at all. I mean, it's just, it's sad. It really is. I mean, you can say I'm just doing my job, but I bet you, you know, the people in, you know, Nazi Germany, the soldiers and the, you know, the Gestapo, whatever, they said the same thing. I was just following orders. That's it. But you're still doing evil shit that you know you shouldn't do. And when it comes to that, like, you shouldn't be arresting people for trying to earn a living. You shouldn't be arresting people for, you know, not wearing a mask. It's just getting, it's getting crazy. And if you people don't see this and you don't see what they're doing to us, then you're blind. All right. But anyway, I know today was kind of a negative episode, but that's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. Never be the same. (laughs) So let me read you that story about that Oregon thing I was talking about. Okay. So, this is from, why can't I find you? Oh, coin, K-O-I-N-6. Numerous arrests. Salem protests called an unlawful assembly. Protests began at state capitol, ended about five hours later. So, in Salem, Oregon, after three hours of mostly peaceful protest, I love that word, at the state capitol, or that, or that phrase, sorry, at the state capitol and the governor's residence by people demanding the state be reopened and, and an unlawful assembly was declared as a law enforcement faced off with protesters, protesters carrying pro-Trump flags. Around 4.30 p.m., the Proud Boys and police clashed at a Salem intersection where Zane Sparling of the Portland Tribune reported police used some crowd control tactics. Full stop. Now I'm hearing, and from videos, that... They were standing there, and there was Antifa or some other group on the other side walking with guns, and I guess they were coming, the cops were coming at the Trump supporters, even though they were just standing there peacefully, and then they started shooting the Trump supporters, and that's what I, even the video you see is like that, but, um, and then it says, at 5.15, Sam Police tweeted, Officers continue to deal with aggressive protesters downtown. Hashtag sale Moragon. Salem. Oh. <laughs> sale Moragon. Salem, Oregon, who used chemical munitions against officers. Officers have not used any CS gas. However, numerous arrests related to criminal behavior have occurred. Shortly before 6 p.m., Salem PD tweeted the, the congestion of pedestrians and vehicles in the area around the Capitol cleared up. But anyway, so I guess they, there was Trump supporters that were having, they had like back the blue flags and all the stuff. And when the cops drove by, they were throwing them at them and I guess stomping on them and stuff. And yeah, man, they're losing any support they had. In New York, it's crazy. Um... Back uh, in October, I think it was, or November, they, uh, all right, here's the tweet. Let me find it. Oh, yeah. New York law enforcement now entering private homes. We came because we had a vehicle park complaint. Then I look up and I see you have over 10 people in a crowd. It could stop at work. Never vote blue. They are communist. And I guess it was because they had too many people in their house. So the cops came and took them out of their house. And it says, reminder to conservatives, p- police represent the state and its authority over you. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's 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 getting crazy. It already has been, so 
I've been getting better at not saying crazy, though. I still say it, but not as much. So I'm getting better. That's called progress. All right, for one last thing, I just wanted to say, pop it, I'm going to talk about this tomorrow more, get into more depth with it, about uh, Mike Pence uh, counting the votes, the electors. Um, also about the Republicans in the House and the Senate that are going to be going against the electors and standing up for the states that had very, very sketchy, fraudulent-looking elections. Um and also get into the uh, rally, if you want to call it that, on the 6th. It's going to be the stop this deal. And there's supposed to be a lot of people in Washington, D.C. for Trump to show support. So if you're going to be there, that's awesome. Um, I hope a lot of people go and show the support for the president. And, uh, yeah, I'll be talking about that tomorrow. So make sure you tune in. And I hope everybody has a great day. Remember to rate me again. Tell your friends about political Insta stories. And remember, I got those new projects coming up. You're going to like them. Been doing some work, getting them ready. So I really think it's going to be worth it. But I hope you guys have a great day. And thanks for listening. Yo, political Insta stories. Crazy. Have a great day, everybody. What the hell is going on? This is what the world looks like now. Those are getting weird. But all I know, all I know. Wake up, 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 wake up,